Oh, hey, Morgan here. And in case you missed it, Hannah and I usually start every podcast recording session grabbing our afternoon coffee. If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, you can now fuel the podcast by buying us a coffee. No, really. There's a website called buymeacoffee.com. And all you have to add is a forward slash and we pod. That's buymeacoffee.com slash W-I-I-P-O-D. We love creating the pod. You love listening to the pod. Support the pod financially by buying us a coffee. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. We are going to be chatting about organizing business tasks with our favorite project management system, Asana, sponsor as Asana. But before we dive into today's episode, let's check in with Morgan about her highs and lows of the week in her business. Hey, Morgan. Hello, hello. Tell us your highs and lows, man. My high of this last week, it's very fitting. We're talking about Asana today. My high of this last week is I have done such a good job of staying on top of my Asana tasks that I have no past due tasks currently at this moment. Dang. I will tomorrow because I have about seven things on my seven small things on my to-do list today. And after this podcast recording, I have a happy hour and nothing's going to be getting done after that. So I will have some, but I feel like I have scheduled my tasks in a way that have just felt really good and doable and manageable. And I'm going to credit a lot of that to the accountability club because the way that we have broken things up in there with being able to take things week by week to check in with our month goal, to check in with our quarterly goal and kind of like breadcrumb to like half a piece of bread to like a full piece of bread to a whole loaf. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. I love that metaphor. I love bread. I love bread too. It has felt really good. I'm so glad. I feel like you have to go through using a system and trying to see how many tasks you can get done in a day to realize what you think you can get done versus what is reality. And then tweaking that and then having a place for accountability and prioritization. And you're, you're like hitting your stride there. That's awesome. We're hitting the stride. Yeah. It feels really good. Okay. My low of the week. And this is like not super specific to business, but it impacts my business. The last week of 2022, I did a, like a boxing kickboxing class and I pulled a muscle in my butt (gasps) and I let it heal for like 10 days. And it was starting to feel a lot better. And then I did something to it and it like re-aggravated it and it hurts to sit. So it's been really hard to work. Because every time, and I like, I I never, I can't sit still. So I'm constantly moving where like my feet are propped up. I'm sitting cross-legged. I'm sitting on my left butt cheek. I'm sitting on my right butt cheek, like constantly moving. And every time I move, it hurts. And so I just keep getting distracted by that. Is it on your side glute or your back glute? 
or your hands? I don't know. What would you, what would you call this? It's literally this muscle right here. Oh, probably your piriformis or something in your, um, Oh, pelvis, something, something deep in there. And because you can't see it listeners, because you're not on the video, it's literally the muscle that like, if you were to line up your, like a jean pocket over your butt, like that up until like the loops, everybody stands up and touches their jean pocket (laughs) just for some visual context. (laughs) So anyway, it's feeling a little better. I went and did a workout class yesterday and only made it like 30 minutes into the 45 minutes and just like walked the rest of class. Um, cause it just like f- was starting to feel a little off. So we're on the up and up, but it wasn't fun. To- it was like, it was really painful for like three days while I was trying to work. And I was like, this is not, not it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a lot of thoughts about injuries and pain and especially that area I've talked about on the podcast, my hamstring injury, that is pretty doing pretty good, but I just think it's never going to be the same again, which is so sad, but I can do all the things I want to do. So it's okay. What were your business highs and lows of the week? My business high of this week is, and this is going to be a a twist grad school because because I need a positive. I need to stop coming into every episode when I'm in grad school to be like, grad school sucks this week. Grad school sucks this week. It's my low because it is such a privilege to get to do it. And honestly, with all the discussion boards and papers I have to write, I get to use my different businesses as prototypes and get feedback from my peers on it. So it's actually applicable and helpful with what I'm doing right now. And the class I'm in is called strategic communication. So I'm just learning about the history of certain social concepts that have to do with communication. And it's actually pretty interesting. So I'm going to try to have a more positive attitude towards it so that I'm not spinning in my head of like, fuck, I don't want to do this discussion board right now. Instead, I'm like, cool, I'm going to do this. It'll get it'll get a high spot this week. Three cheers for grad school being on the on the good list this week. Woo! It'll probably be the one and only time because it's syllabus week. <laughs> <laughs> and my low would be that we're having cash flow issues at Nourish Colorado. Yay! Because it is January, mm-hmm. aka the month of group practice hell, because it's likely in December. You had less clients at your practice. Your team took some time off. So when you're getting paid with insurance, you're pretty much getting paid for the month prior. So January's revenue is really pretty much December's. And my team is ramping up. Like we're actually going to hire two people right now because my whole team is pretty full. Yeah, it's awesome. And so I'm in a little bit of an oh fuck of, okay, I know the money's going to come. If I have to drain the nest egg, it's okay. That's what it's here for. I will replenish it. But like, I have to pay my team for the work they're doing now. And then insurance come through. Come on. So we're in a little bit of that. If you listen to the podcast last year in January, I'm probably talking about the same shit. It's yes. always fine. I was always literally fine. about to say that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you listened to the this exact episode a year ago, we were also talking about cash flow issues. Yeah. I probably was panicking a little bit more at that time. I think it's normal to have a reaction to it because if I was like, well, it'll be fine. I think that going into that mindset with any part of your business is a bit scary because you become passive. 
And I am very much hypervigilant, especially with money in the business. Cause again, I want this to be sustainable. It's taking care of me as a one income household. And it's also taking care of my team. So yeah, that's my spiel about my low and money stuff. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think the transparency around that is, um, you know, we like to keep things really real over here. Yeah, we do. And I know there's a good amount of group practice owners that like to listen to the pod. So shout out to you guys if you're going through the same thing. And if you're not, tell me your secret. (laughs) (laughs) Send Send us a DM on Instagram. Let us know. Yes. You ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. Today, we're going to be talking about Asana, A-S-A-N-A, for those who need to know how to spell that. We're very excited to dive into this because it has been the one system that has worked for us to manage all of our tasks. And I think we've been both using Asana for well over a year now. For us to stick with something for more than a year means it's working pretty well for us and our brains. Asana is really the reason why we've been able to keep up with the podcast too. It goes hand in hand of how we're able to do that for over a year and never miss a week. So yay, Asana. Yay, Asana. But we did not magically arrive to Asana. We have gone through the highs and lows, the ups and downs of all the other task management softwares, not even softwares. I'm going to say software. I really haven't used software. The the task managers that I have used in the past that worked really well for like college Morgan, but not so much beyond that, no matter how much I forced them to try to work, (laughs) was having a paper planner and writing my whole life down on sticky notes. That's a mood. I still use sticky notes for my grocery list, okay? Do you? I've switched to the notes section on my phone because they have where you can like check them off as you get it. And my phone fits so perfectly in like the cart uh, beverage holder. I don't know if all grocery carts have that, but the ones at the grocery store I go to have that. And when you check it off, it moves it to the bottom of the list. I know that's what most people do and it's really smart, but I love like going into my fridge and having my sticky note on my palm and a pen Mm -hmm. and then being like, okay, I can visually see. And I know I could do that with my phone too, but I just like, I like a pen and paper for some things. But here's the difference. You're writing that sticky note down, going grocery shopping. And as soon as you're done grocery shopping, you don't have to have access to that sticky note anymore. It's true. Unlike with business things where I frantically write things down on sticky notes and then I have this like massive stack of sticky notes and couldn't tell you what's in what's written on all of them. Totally. A combination of chicken scratch and context that is missing. And you're like, what the fuck did I mean by this? Which still kind of happens in Asana sometimes for me anyway, but I usually depict it and now I try to put more details. But yes, sticky notes, not a good task management system for Asana. Or for business. Yeah. My paper planner did really good for a really long time. I was using the day designer. I think that was the last paper planner that I used. And I had used that for about three years in a row. I liked it because it had like the top three things to do today. It had the schedule on there. So that was my kind of combination of Google Calendar and Asana put together. And it was great for when I was 
a student and it was great for whenever I was like just working as a dietitian and didn't have my hand in so many cookie jars. But as soon as I started adding more things on, it got chaotic as fuck. And I tried to have sticky notes and highlighters and pen colors, like color coordinating things. And that just got really messy. So I'm a Google calendar gal now. I totally think that paper planners can work if you have one subject on there, like your personal life, or if you have one business, if you really like the paper route, but I'm totally with you. It just ends up being a shit storm. And then I don't like how I structure things and you can't really change it once pens on paper. And I'm with you in Google calendar for managing events and things, but actual tasks. I've tried to use Google calendar in the past because they have a task function. And I actually do that for grad school, mostly because I need to see my meetings and everything that's going to use a lot of my energy for the week. And when the grad school assignment is due so that I can choose my time wisely. Have you tried any other task management softwares before? Yes, I have used Trello, which I did not love. It's not how my brain works. And Asana actually has a feature that sets up tasks similar to Trello. If you do like that. Is it like the Kanban where the columns and you click and drag? Okay. Yes. Can you explain Kanban? Uh, (laughs) So I'm sure there's a better definition. You look up a definition while I explain what I think is in my brain. So Kanban is basically a task management thought process where there's different columns where you can have like ongoing project, completed project, future ideas, things that need to get done, things like that. And you would have the different tasks under whichever column is most relevant. And then as you need to, you can click and drag them to all of the different columns. My brain does not work that way either. I have actually tried Trello before once and I was so overwhelmed by it that I immediately ignored it. Did you find a I did. Kanban, it's spelled K-A-N-B-A-N in case anybody wants to look it up. It is a popular framework used to implement agile and develop ops software development. So it's really used in the tech space. Um, Agile is a whole system of making people as efficient as possible, working on things and making sure people are in the right spots. Um, It's a framework that a lot of startups use and a lot of techie places use. So it is a bigger thing, but the framework with Kanban specifically, it is the columns where you can visualize your flow and manage the flow is what the point of it is. So kind of like you said, what you're working on, what is priority, et cetera, that can all be managed through that visual. My brain doesn't like that. No. And now that you say that I use Trello in a tech startup space and yeah, I just, I hated it. Hated it. But if you like it, Asana has that feature too. And then I've tried to use Google Drive and use spreadsheets and stuff to put tasks in. And then I'm like, I created a spreadsheet for something that I forgot that I created. And then I create another and it's just an endless list and pile of quote unquote papers in my Google Drive that have like two tasks on it that I forget about. And it just didn't work for me. Yeah, that's fair. I definitely have also tried to use like Google Docs as way to do things. I, and even Google docs has added like the check boxes that you can go in and check things off now. And I think Google sheets has them too. And I still catch myself doing that. It's really helpful in the moment. If I'm like 
co-working with someone and we're brainstorming ideas to like put the checkboxes in there, but I always end up transferring them over to Asana. Mm-hmm. Is there any other tech ones that you've tried that we didn't cover? I like had a brief stint with Basecamp. I don't even know if it's around anymore. And I actually wasn't the one using it. Someone that I was working with had set up a project and invited me to it as a client. And it looked really cool. Actually, I take that back. Me and uh, I had a nonprofit in college that me and another girl ran together. And we tried to use Basecamp. And this was kind of right at the time that online task management tools were like becoming a thing. And so I think it was very much in the beta rounds. And it was just one of those things that we tried and, you know, it lasted for a week or two and then we forgot about. It do be like that. Did you hear about Asana from me or had you been using it or have heard about it before? This is such a good question. I actually think the first time I heard about Asana was on the Being Boss podcast, which I talked about before. Huge fan of Emily and previous host Kathleen. They're awesome, super smart, and say business stuff in a really relational way. Um, and they would be sponsored by Asana, and they also used Asana to organize their businesses. And so I actually think I learned from about Trello from them, too. They used Trello for a while, and then they switched to Asana. So obviously, I was like, I want to be like them. Got Asana. And I actually didn't stick with it at first because it is overwhelming. And I know we've heard that from other folks when you first start it, because you're just like, what do I do? Because you really have to build out your own system. And often we just want systems set up for us without having to deal with that. So if you can allow yourself to ease in and just start it, it's less overwhelming. Um, But I think I did circle back to it whenever you and I started the podcast and we were building things out in Google Drive. And then we were like, we can do this better. And then we started using Asana and built out our systems there. The first time that I, I, again, I probably heard about it before this too, but the first time that it really clicked with me was having a conversation with my sister-in-law. She had created her own system of what worked for her and our brains work pretty similarly. And so I actually had her show me exactly how she set it up. And I just completely mimicked that for my businesses. And then I've made tweaks since then, but having access to her Asana so I could mimic mine was so helpful to get started. I could see that. I feel like I'm still learning things about Asana though. Like we were talking about it the other day and you like did this one thing and some things disappeared. And I was like, wait, what'd you just do? (laughs) I think they keep upgrading the features as well. They're kind of, you know, all of these tech companies where we use their software, they're monitoring our activity for better or for worse. But with that, they can use that information to see patterns and see what they can do better. So I don't know if it's always been a feature. I know the feature you're talking about wouldn't be helpful to really say what it is because there's no visual here, but see it. yes. So before we nerd out on all of the reasons we love Asana, can you explain to the listeners what Asana is? Yeah. So at Asana's basic core is it's a task management system. So that means it helps you prioritize, organize, and have a place to keep your tasks. So it's also a knowledge management system, whether the knowledge is the tasks you're listing out or within the tasks, you're actually keeping things stored in Asana. So for example, you could have policies and procedures as the task and you can hit the details box and then drop a file in there that's connected to your Google Drive. Or you could have your policies and procedures written out in that details drive or in that details part of the task. So it's it's as simple as 
putting your to-do list in there, or it can be as expansive as putting pieces of your projects, your company, whatever you're working on in there. It's also a way that you can put on production, the way that it's set up as the list form to-dos. Like we've said, using this for the podcast and our podcast production has been a game changer and really made it to where we can have a template and then we can duplicate that template every single week so that we know we're getting all the tasks done, all the nitty gritty things that need to be done for the podcast. So it's a great place to put production systems. Um, That could be onboarding your clients, putting a system in there. It could be producing a webinar or a conference. Any of those things can be done in Asana. But mainly, I think it's so helpful for organizing to-dos and being able to prioritize them because there's a ranking system that you can kind of set up based on dates, based on priority, that you can implement into your tasks where Asana will email you the day they're due and tell you what you have coming up and tell you what the priority is, which is so helpful. I love that you brought in the knowledge management because even though I knew that those were features, I never had a name to put with those, but it is seriously so helpful. And and I am constantly learning with Asana, but one of the things that I really like about it that I'm going to explore more this year is, um, for example, I use it for all of my client projects with branding and web design, and I have a template of everything that needs to get done. And my, uh, um, assistant designer, uh, Carolyn is also on the Asana project with me. And we usually just like email things back and forth to each other. We're also in like Canva together. She has Adobe Illustrator files and all of that. And instead of having to like text and email and comment in Canva and like do all these things, it can literally all be condensed into Asana with like linking things, dropping PDFs, dropping images in there related to each of the tasks. And it keeps you out of your inbox, which as we like to say, the inbox is death of productivity. Yes, it is a nightmare. Did you know that I took a whole class on knowledge management in grad school, which is how I knew the term and learned about it. And we are full circle here. I won't know. I had no idea you took a class on knowledge management. I'm very intrigued by the title of this. And I want to talk to you more about this, but not in this episode. Cool. Okay. So we love Asana. Obviously we have a whole episode dedicated to it kind of higher picture the the types of projects that I manage in Asana team members that are in those projects with me. So I have five different quote unquote teams. That's what they're called in Asana. I have Morgan Sinclair designs, the internal piece of Morgan Sinclair designs. I have Morgan Sinclair designs, client projects. I have the eating expedition. I have weight inclusive business Academy and weight inclusive innovators, which obviously tag team that with Hannah. Within each of those quote unquote teams, I have different projects. For example, with the eating expedition, types of projects that I would have in there would be upcoming trip to Mexico City, upcoming trip to Northern Italy, 2022 trip to Northern Italy, potential podcast. At one point I was going to have a podcast for the expedition. Might still do that story for a different day and marketing. So those are my different projects in the eating expedition. 
And so I'm able to go in and click through all of those and add tasks related to those projects that are all housed under the eating expedition team. Most of the teams that I have are just me. For client projects, as I mentioned, I have my assistant designer in there because she supports me with some tasks. And then for Weight Inclusive Business Academy, I have my virtual assistant in there um, because we're also giving up tasks. And then obviously for the podcast, me and Hannah, and then Hannah's business apprentice, Caitlin, is also in there with us. And for me, I manage all three of the businesses I'm involved in. Um, Nourish Colorado definitely has the most real estate in my Asana. So we have just a regular Nourish Colorado, we call it NCO workspace or project. And in there we have just anything random associated with Nourish Colorado. I kind of just throw in there. Um, we're still tweaking our systems for Asana right now. Actually, we are further splitting it into admin, supervisor, and then FBT. So in the admin side of Nourish Colorado, its own project. That's where my apprentice and I really stay connected. So all of her weekly tasks are in there, her ongoing projects, things we assign to each other, things she needs to hold me accountable for. All of that is in the admin section. And then we have a supervisor section for Nourish Colorado where myself and our clinic manager work and communicate with each other. So, you know, ask Hannah about X or assigning my clinic manager to do something and we'll discuss it in this meeting we're having. Um, Just any kind of tasky stuff we can throw in there. And we know there's a section that is for our meetings that we will go through the tasks and talk about together. Um, For our FBT space, I work in that space with our FBT supervisor at the practice. So she really likes to use it for her big three of what she's working on for the week and the quarter and kind of strategize in there. And any questions she has, she'll drop in there for me. And whenever we have our meeting, we review it together. For Values Driven Group, I would say this is probably the most underused workspace I have in Asana because I'm pretty capped out for business coaching clients. I have a few people onboarding next month, but mostly everybody's settled in. And so there's not really a lot of quote unquote to do's for them right now. And for Weight Inclusive Innovators, Morgan and I have the shared project slash team where we have all of our production. That's probably the most robust one that I'm involved in. We've got every single episode with its own project. And then we have marketing, business management, sponsorship, maybe a couple other random webinars, business retreats, any, the accountability club, any Mm -hmm. other of those are all different projects under weight inclusive innovators. Right. I have a question for values driven groups. Since so much of that is coaching other people. Are you supporting your business coaching clients with their task management as well? And as part of that, getting a system that works for them? Um, 1000%. Heck yes. So many of my clients use Asana and I always tell them too, because it's not for everybody. None of these systems work for everybody. You have to use what makes sense to you, find your tolerance for being able to build out a system that works for you, whether that's an Asana or another task manager, or maybe it's paper, but because I have a lot of experience using it, I feel competent in helping people build out their boards and, give them feedback on what they've developed and how they're using it and just help them create more efficient systems. I do the same thing. This is not related, but for example, QuickBooks, a lot of my 
clients use QuickBooks because I'm really comfortable and familiar with that system. And I think it's great. So in proximity to working with me, since I use Asana, a lot of my clients do as well. Do you ever share projects in your Asana with your clients or do those things tend to be pretty separate where like you have your like internal values driven group stuff and then they have their own Asana with their own internal things? Yeah. Really good question. It tends to be the latter. It's very separate. There's not a lot of things we collaborate on. The main way my business coaching works is I meet with people twice a month for 50 minutes and we talk about all the things that they need to talk about. We strategize, we make some plans, we come up with the to-dos, and then I communicate them in Slack, which is our communication platform. We also use for the accountability club. And so through Slack is where we communicate weekly and I put their to-dos, but I could totally see a world in which someone uses Asana for that as well. I think my systems are pretty basic because the primary parts of my coaching is in the one-on-one session with people. So there's not a ton of outside stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. But totally a viable option. I think that's a great idea. If I could have a shared project with one of my clients and put their to-dos in there, that would be awesome. Yeah. I was just curious. That was one piece that I never really figured out the best system to use whenever I was doing more like coaching and consulting with people. Cause I felt the pressure to like write down their tasks as they came up for me. But I was like, I don't want to just throw these in a Google doc because I would forget about it, which means I'm going to assume other people are probably forgetting about it too. So I never quite figured that out. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I know what some of my favorite features are of Asana. What are yours? Oh my gosh. I really like how interactive Asana is. So it's a very basic program, but anytime you hover over something or check something off, there's something that's really satisfying to my neurodivergent brain where a screen lights up differently, or I'll let you speak to the feature that is both of our favorites, but I really no, like take that. it. It's my okay. Here. You can talk about it. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Whenever you check off a to-do in Asana, a unicorn flies across your screen and it is so awesome. It's so cute and just brings so much joy. So that is my number one favorite feature, but I, I really just like how it's organized. It's so tidy and everything is kind of left to right. And then My only complaint about Asana is I wish that you didn't have to scroll over to another screen. Sometimes you have to do that. And I just want everything to be on my screen so that I can visualize it all and not have to move around. Yeah. You know, you can change the size of the columns, right? And you can hide columns that you're not using. (gasps) No, but I'm going (laughs) to do that. (laughs) You might have too many columns because I know you do like priority and things like that too. but maybe something to play around with. You might still have to scroll a little bit, but if there's columns that you're not using, you can definitely hide them. We are always playing around with it. And that's what is important. But Morgan, what are your favorite features? Okay. Well, the flying unicorn is like really freaking fun. Number one, it's number one for Uh, sure. And I, I mean, I'm with you on that of like the getting to check things off. I put like the most micro of micro tasks in Asana because I get so much joy checking things off my to-do list. So like there was one day where I had, I probably had between 15 and 20 tasks, but for like a day, but each task was going to take me like three to five minutes to do. (laughs) And I just put them all in there because I wanted to check them all off. Oh my God. That's Um, my nightmare. Taking the time to write out the micro tasks. I can't do it. If the micro tasks were already there for me, I would enjoy that. But I'm like, no, I just got to get going and dive in. 
oh my God, it makes me feel like I have so much control over my business whenever I'm like, look at all these micro tasks. That <laughs> okay. But aside from the flying unicorn, there are three things that I absolutely love about Asana. The first one is that it is free. Like I use this so much and have added so many things to it. And I'm somehow still not paying for it. I know there are certain features where you do have to pay for it. For example, if you wanted to map out a project timeline, the timeline feature is a paid feature, which is similar to a Gantt chart, G-A-N-T-T, where you can see like kind of all the different moving pieces in like timeline format. But I just, I don't need that for my business right now. Um, That piece, I'm definitely more like a pen and paper kind of gal when it comes to that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's free and you don't pay for it either, right? Nope. It always prompts me to upgrade to the paid feature. Although mine should be free premium because I'm a student. I need to contact them about that. And the only feature that I've seen that I'm like, ah, is I can't lock my projects for other people not to see. So if someone's in my workspace, they can see everything. And again, nothing to hide. So that's totally fine. But it's just like, okay. I also love that they have a really well-built out mobile app that is very, it's just as intuitive to use as the desktop version. I try not to have email on my phone. I stay logged out of my emails on my phone, but sometimes it's helpful to know, like if I'm out and about and like, don't have access to my laptop, which is rare, but it does happen sometimes to be able to go in and look at the type of tasks that I need to do. And then my other favorite thing is that with having my hand in so many cookie jars, a pain point in the past was having to prioritize and manage all of those at once. And within each project, you can like just focus on that one project, put in all the due dates and do that for all of your different projects. And then when you click on the my tasks button in the top left corner, it pulls all of your tasks from all of your projects and you can put them in chronological order. And it will tell you like, here's your task. Here's the due date. Here's the project it's associated with. And so I love having everything in chronological order, like right in front of me to see what tasks I have to do that day, but also to kind of look ahead for the next day or two. Something important I wanted to say about using Asana and seeing all the tasks is hopefully you have a bunch of tasks to do because you're putting all your tasks into Asana is it's okay if there's a past due date and that will happen to you. And we are very much an 85% fam over here. Like 85% of the time we get the shit done and then sometimes we get behind and then we change the due date or we delete the task because we're just like, you know what, this isn't a priority. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're using Asana wrong. That is perfectly normal and going to happen in business because we just can't do it all. Well, you can't do it all. And it takes a while to understand the type of tasks you're putting in there, the time commitment each of those takes. And so chances are you're going to have a lot of past due projects or past due tasks in the beginning, because it's probably the first time in your life that you've had all of the tasks for all of the projects you're working on in one space that you don't actually realize how much you're doing. And so it's also a good kind of like reflection tool because I can now look at it and be like, oh, you know, I have four social media graphics I need to create for Weight Inclusive Business Academy. I know that those are not going to take me a lot of time. And I can see that they're associated with those projects. But then I have like write three emails for Weight Inclusive Business Academy. And I know those are going to take me a lot longer. And so I can more strategically 
map out realistic goals for myself as I go through and do this because I can understand the time commitment that each of these tasks are taking. Yeah. When you can see everything laid out in front of you, you're no longer just grinding through tasks. You're actually taking the time to be strategic and organize them, which is really important for efficiency and getting things done, or else you're just going to spin your wheels and wonder how you did things and then wish you would have had a task to duplicate because you're doing the same thing. There's so many, so many reasons why it's helpful to be able to see that chronological order and just the list of all the tasks. If this episode piqued your interest and you uh, are like, hmm, I wonder what Hannah and Morgan's asanas actually look like. Good news for you. We have an asana webinar coming to you very, very soon. This is something new that Hannah and I are trying because we talk about these systems all the time, not just asana, but QuickBooks, Slack, Google Calendar, all these things that we use to organize our business and While we love talking about them, we're visual learners. We know a lot of y'all are visual learners, and it's helpful to be able to have a guide for these things specific to our types of businesses. And so the very first webinar that we're putting out is specific to Asana. It is me and Hannah sharing our screen, going through all of our different projects, going through all of our different teams. You can see all of our past due tasks that we have to get done because they are on there. We are keeping things nice and real with y'all. That is coming soon. We will be sure to let you know and post about it on social and announce it here whenever that webinar is live. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please, 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 please leave us a rating and review. We love reading your reviews and share with a business bestie to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week. Bye.